Before we begin our Torah study this morning, would you pray with me? Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam asher kitshenu b'mitzvotam v'sivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. This morning I want to talk about Moshe and Yeshua. All of us, all of us sin. All of us fall short. Even Moses was a sinner. And that's one of the messages from this week's Torah portion that describes why Moses did not go into the promised land. You see, Moses is great, but he's not perfect. He's not sinless. He misses the mark. He missed the mark. And yet we can honor him and we can learn from him. He can be Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher, and still we cannot worship him. Yeshua, however, is without sin. And I think that this really points to the great difference between Moses and Yeshua. Moses was a man of God. And he led and he taught our people. He is one of Israel's favorite sons. And the apostle Peter describes him like this. Moses, this man that God sent as both ruler and redeemer. Ruler and redeemer. What a way of distinguishing Moses. Moses was a great man of God. That's what Peter is saying in Acts chapter 7 verse 35. Moses, a great man of God. But think about it, Yeshua was more than that. Yeshua was the manifestation of God as a man. Yeshua was sinless. Yeshua was Adonai, cloaked in human flesh. And so if you believe in your heart that Yeshua is Lord and you speak it with your mouth, you will be saved. But that believing, it's, it's useful to say, if you believe in your heart and you can speak it out loud that Yeshua was Adonai, then you'll be touching something that is so clear about what you're saying and what you're doing and why this faith about God himself brings uh, the benefits of salvation to us. Yeshua was Adonai. We could put it this way. Moses was a man of God, a man of God. Yeshua was a man and God, or God who came as a man. Moses' actual testimony, what Moses teaches us and tells us about, and we read it this week, is that he did not do what the Lord told him to do, and it was important. He struck the rock rather than spoke to it. And he did so when he was angry with the people and he did not honor the Lord in front of the people. Let's read the passage in Numbers chapter 20, verse, verses two through 12, starting in verse two. 
there was no water for the congregation for the entire community of Israel. And they assembled against Moses and Aaron and the people argued with Moses and they spoke and they said, if only we had perished with our brothers, perished before the Lord. If only we'd perished when our brothers had perished before the Lord. That's what it says. I, sorry for my misread. If only we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord. Oy, oy, oy. What a thing to say. Why then, Moses, have you brought the Lord's assembly into this wilderness for us and our livestock to die here? Why did you make us come up from Egypt to bring us into this wretched place? It's not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there water to drink. And then Moses and Aaron came in from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and they fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared to them and the Lord spoke to Moses saying this, take the staff and you and your brother Aaron assemble the congregation and speak to the rock before their eyes so that it will yield its water. So, so you shall bring water for them out of the rock and have the congregation and their livestock drink. So Moses took the staff from before the Lord, just as he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron summoned the assembly in front of the rock. And then Moses said to them, listen now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And then Moses raised his hand and he struck the rock twice, twice with his staff. And water came out abundantly. And the congregation and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Since you did not trust in me to treat me as holy in the sight of the sons of Israel, for that reason you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Well, very powerful, very significant. And, and I think that Almost all of us realize we've failed too. None of us can be smug or self-assured and think we're better than Moses. The point is Moses falls short too, like we do. And the Torah makes sure we know that. It's important for us to, to recognize that Moses, as great as he was, still was an imperfect man still was an imperfect human being, just like you and I are. However, Yeshua is different. Yeshua's testimony was this. He only, he only did what he saw the Father doing, and he only said what he heard the Father saying. In John 5, verse 19, we read this. Yeshua gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself, he can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. John 8, 28 and 29, Yeshua said to them, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but I speak just as the father taught me, and he that sent me is 
with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. I don't think any of us can say that that's true about us, that we only do what pleases him. John 12, verse 49, for I did not speak on my own. Yeshua said, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I've spoken. As, as Messianic Jews and Messianic believers from the nations were disciples of Moses and Yeshua, we learn from Moses and Yeshua. We honor the teachings of Moses and we honor the teachings of Yeshua. However, and this is a big however, however, we do not worship Moses. We honor Moses. We learn from Moses, but we worship the Lord alone. The followers of Moses and the followers of Jesus have often been in opposition over the centuries. And yet this is contrary to the teachings of Moses and Jesus, of Moshe and Yeshua. You see, Moses and Yeshua were in concert together and united in teaching and purpose. One of the lessons of Abraham and Moses, the prophets and the patriarchs, is simply this. If we want to be one of their authentic descendants, then we also need to stay close to God. We need to listen to him. We need to seek him. We need to find him. We need to love him. And we need to demonstrate by our actions that love. Moses, though not perfect, did live a life of faith and faithfulness that was a great example. His teachings about faith are powerful. And so to take Moses' life and his message seriously, it's really useful for us to pay attention to some of Moses' last words. In Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, he says this, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Peter recalls those words. We read them in Acts chapter 3, verse 22. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brothers, and you must listen to him in everything he tells you. Matthew 17, verses 1 through 5, describes such a fascinating and um, provocative moment after six days, verse 1 says, Yeshua took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and he led them up a high mountain by themselves, and there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, his clothes became as white as the light. This is uh, the imagery that we read in Daniel 7 that describes the throne of God, the Ancient of Days, and the Son of Man together. Verse 3, just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Yeshua. Imagine that, Moses and Elijah 
talking with Yeshua. Moses, who is not just a prophet, but a teacher. Elijah, the man of God, the spiritual warrior, the prophet, talking with Yeshua. Peter said to Yeshua, Lord, it's really good for us to be here. If you wish, if you want, I'll put up three Sukkot, three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while Peter was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. You see, this voice, the voice of God speaking from the cloud, was saying, listen to Yeshua, listen to him, hear him. And that's what Moses had said about the one who would come. Yeshua, listen, listen to him and put his words into action. Because in the, in the Hebrew, the Shema, to listen, that imagery is not a passive thing. It doesn't mean just sit back and passively listen. It doesn't mean to just hear something and then forget it, but rather listen, take to heart, think deeply about what we hear, and then put these things into practice. Put the words into action. Why? Because action counts. Action counts. So let's close with a traditional Hebrew prayer that connects to all of this. Zechariah 14.9 is uh, where it comes from, but it's part of the Siddur, uh, known as the Vene'emar. And it says this, Vene'emar v'haya Adonai l'melech al-kal ha'aretz b'yom ha'hu yiyeh Adonai echad u'shmo echa. It has been said or it has been prophesied. That's another way of rendering it. It has been said, the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And in that day, by Yom Hahu, in that day, the Lord shall be one and his name one. What a wonderful time to look forward to. But not so easy to get there, is it? Let's pray. Lord, Help us, help us endure, Lord. Help us endure as we hold on to your purposes and even more holding on to you uh, together, holding on to you and your purposes, Lord. Help us keep your purposes in our hearts and in our minds. Thank you, Lord, that your place is with us and that your peace, your peace, Lord, is available to us. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. And join with me in this uh, prayer. If you can say amen to this, that's one of the ways that you can join in. This is uh, also a prayer from the Jewish Siddur, a traditional Jewish prayer. And it, it's so useful. I've, I've loved this prayer since I was a lad. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord my rock and my redeemer. Amen. In just a moment, we'll close with Aaron's blessing. But first, would you consider standing with us financially? If this live stream is a blessing to you, 
if our Messianic Jewish Teachings podcast is a blessing to you, or our Beth Israel Synagogue, our sanctuary services, or all that we do at Beth Israel as a mishpacha. If these are a blessing to you, would you consider blessing our ministry? All the information is available on one webpage, bethisraelnow.com slash giving. Let's close with Aaron's blessing. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha. Ya'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha. Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasemlecha shalom. May the Lord bless you. And may the Lord protect you and guard you and watch over you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. And so from Rebbitz and Sandy and me, from all the Beth Israel team, we say thank you for joining us and Shabbat Shalom.